I was born ready, bitch. Were you? Because now I'm not ready. My hair is fucked up. I should get a haircut. But I won't. So I'm wearing a hat. It's not, it's not looking too good. I'm just going to do this. This is what I look like now. Yeah. In case you people think I give a fuck. We don't. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking crazy, man. I'm loco, S.A. Whoa, man. You sound like the guy in the movie. Yeah, man. A little sneak preview of what we watched, but we're not going to talk about it just yet. With his grisly fuckboy voice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, we want Boy, wanna, oh boy, do we have something to share with you guys. We want to just take a quick minute and discuss i think we need to apologize yeah i think we need to uh talk to the people yeah the people are angry they're upset i have two theories though i think the people are they're just they just think we're not good at this which okay or they're just particularly mad that we ripped apart a marvel movie it's the second one yep we've only ever marvel can do no wrong We've only ever gotten this much hate on a Marvel video. Right, so I got some comments from TikTok, which... It's always TikTok. Always TikTok. You guys on YouTube are classy fucks, except for that one guy. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about him. Um, some guy said, why don't you review your own podcast and ask yourself if it's actually interesting and marketable? Well, it's, it's our thing. Of course, I think we're interesting. It's our thing. That could be funny, though. We should do an episode where we review our own our own podcast. We're like, yeah, these fucking guys don't know what the fuck they're talking yeah, about. these guys suck. These angles suck. Do you hear yeah. the fucking audio issues? This shit sucks. I mean, in that defense, we do have a lot of audio issues. <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, the same I I guy. The, hold on. I think I have the wrong light setting on. What? That's off. Hold on. Oh, they're going to rip us apart for this. Oh, here we go. There we go. Oh, you guys can't even get your fucking what? lights right and you're doing a podcast? Cause, no, because that, uh, that would imply that they know what the fuck they're talking about. Very true. <laughs> uh, so we talked about Guardians a few weeks ago, and I was saying how the side character friends of Rockets were just terrible. They were. And I said, like, I knew they were going to die because just the way it was set up. And the same guy who said that other comment goes... Did you know the wife at the beginning of Up was going to die? This movie's twisted for kids, bro. It's an edgy family movie. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't make it good. And I replied, Up was a little fucked up for kids to watch at certain points, but it was still great. This was just not good. I'm fully aware of what this movie is. Also, Up was definitely a kids movie. This the Guardians could be debated. Yeah. Up was like, look, there's a talking dog, and he hangs out with a peacock. Yeah, right. And then this movie and was a like, look, Asian look, kid. look, look, this guy wants, this guy just committed genocide. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that crazy? Isn't that nuts? Yeah, I, I think the MCU is more geared towards teenagers. Yeah. Uh, not children. So it is PG-13. Let's remember that. Yeah. Even though ratings don't mean anything. Uh, fucking Chris Pratt dropped like three fucking f bombs. <laughs> yeah, right. Guy was cursing up a storm, and then you're gonna sit here and be like, "Hey, it's a kids movie." This is this is from the same guy. Again. We've also hold on. We've also made fun of kids movies. So yeah. Super Mario was a kids movie, and fuck that movie. That movie sucked. Yeah. Um. 
the same guy goes. Has this all been one guy? Yeah. You, so know, you didn't tell me that part. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> but these are all in different videos. Okay. This one was a video we posted weeks ago. He goes, this really is just the two dudes who are uncomfortable talking to a camera <laughs> podcast. I love that comment. Me too. So much because. What is the alternative? You, all right, ready? Yeah, here we ready, go. Ready, Chuck? This is what yeah. we're going to do from now on. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Uh, so, so we're going to be talking about a little movie. Yeah. You may have heard of it. Uh, yeah, Keegan, did you like it? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I really like the directing style. I thought the dialogue could use a little bit of work, but... Um, yeah, me too, but we're not allowed to judge that. Even though I hated <laughs> this movie, 10 out of 10 for we're, we're not allowed to judge anything, actually. No. We can't have opinions, and if no. we go against what's popular... We're shitbags. Yep. Have you uh, forgotten the part where the... Actually, I don't even know why we're recording this, because we should have killed ourselves by now. Probably, just like everyone says. Isn't that uncomfortable? It's incredibly <laughs> I'll uncomfortable. I'll say it right Isn't that fucking it's uncomfortable? uncomfortable. I, I, I don't I, like it. I don't want to watch... And it doesn't make any sense, because we're talking to each other. I know. <laughs> I just love that comment. This is from a different guy. He Finally. said, Looking at the reactions to these boring-ass videos, apparently I'm your only fan. Is he? <laughs> Are you a fan, or do you think we're boring? I just love boring things, yeah. actually. I'm a big fan of them. And then, uh, then he goes, this is the epitome of not everyone needs a podcast. No one asked for your white bread-ass <laughs> opinions. Oh, so it's because we're white. So now it's a race thing. Oh. You know, my ancestors had it really hard. My ancestors were really hard. Wink. Oh, boy. No, yeah. but it's like... And then I said, but... Oh, he goes, no one asked for your white bread ass opinions. I said, but this movie was requested. <laughs> and then I said, by an actual piece of white bread. And then he replied, he's cracking up. He just goes, God, you guys are unfunny. <laughs> True. I love that. Facts. I just picture him like reading my response back. He's like, oh. And I also like all of their insults. I double tap them. I give them a little heart. Well, all right. So the whole whole apologizing thing in the beginning, I was kidding. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You guys can suck my balls. Kevin, clip it, ship it. Yeah. TikTok can suck my balls. It's always on the shorts that get made. It's never on the full video, never on the full episode. So I know you guys haven't watched the full episode and you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like like what I was saying, uh, you know, there's no context from our TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. for people to be like, well, so the t- the video, the TikTok videos are like 30 second clips yeah. of our jokes. They're yeah, not they're little snippets. But these people will comment on our videos like that's our full review and that's our opinion of the movie. Yeah, it's like it's not. It, it's real. It it makes it tickles me pink. It, that's what it does. It tickles my pink little dingus. Well, you know what? Yeah. We should do another episode hmm? and then just see what happens. What do you mean? Well, because they're judging our podcast. Well, they're not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's let's start reviewing it like this. Movie bad. Movie bad. Okay, we're done. How'd you like the movie? Movie bad. Roll credits. Oh, but if we do that, then the people that like the movie will get upset. I don't want to sound like we're whining. I feel like we're whining. Why do you like it? 
just stop arguing with us in TikTok comments because we're not going to respond in yeah. the way you want us to. The way to. the world works, I'm going to get blown up with TikTok insults now. <laughs> like, look at your stupid fucking Hawaiian shirt. The bills suck. Yeah. You know what? I don't mind. Here's I, I'm explicitly inviting you all to make fun of us, but you have to make it funny. If it's not funny, I don't feel like reading it. Don't come at me with actual critique because I'm not going to listen. Yeah. What I he want said. to be roasted. I want Charlie to be roasted. Why? I want my my bedroom to be roasted. It's fucking disgusting. Sh- fuck you. You just said... Nah. My, my lovely girlfriend spent a lot of time cleaning this. I have a lot of stuff. What do you want from me? You're always like, it's so messy in here. Just I don't have anywhere to put my stuff. It's my room. Where else am I supposed to put my stuff? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say anything. I'm just saying you looked around. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like this video is going to make me look more sensitive than I. Yeah, you little, you little pussy such baby. A little bitch. You little such pussy a little baby. baby. Yeah, oh. you don't like you don't like people come being mean. You pussy baby. I love when people are mean to me. Uh, no way I can come. Oh my god, I'm going to come so the hard. Podcast sucked. Uh you know what? It, it, the the worst part is that like we can't even make fun of you guys back, you TikTok fucks. Because we don't know you. Your fucking your fucking nameless, faceless TikTok profiles. Yeah. You're nobodies, yeah. and I can't make fun of you because I don't know anything about you. Yeah. You know what I look like. You know what I sound like. You know what I talk like. You know my name and my face, so you can make fun of me all you want. Yeah. I can't make fun of you. One guy on YouTube commented on a short because we were making, I think we were making fun of Cocaine Bear. I don't know. We were making fun of the writing of some movie. Yeah. And he went into the comments and went, well, why don't you try? I don't see you writing any movies, (laughs) which is hilarious because we're both writers. Yeah. Let me just, let me just bring a movie to Netflix real quick. Yeah. Let me just call up. I'll be back in an hour. Call up my buddy at Netflix. Hey, Jim. Yeah. I got a screenplay. I got this hot piece of ass on my desk yeah. that'll look great up on the silver screen um oh no you know what it was winnie the pooh oh uh, yeah because he goes uh he goes why don't you try writing and i said it's funny you should say that because uh i actually did write a horror movie i hope you don't mind the hour-long sex scene i included with your mother i thought it just added to the horror your mom your mother yeah it was like your podcast sucks. I'm like, yeah. So do your mom's blowjobs. <laughs> your you mother sucks. Piece of that's, shit. That's how we're gonna respond yeah, from now your on. Your mom's gay. It's gonna be exclusively your mom jokes. It's gonna be like twelve year old insults. <laughs> your mom's gay. Buckle up, because your mom is gonna be sucking our wieners. Oh, uh, she's gonna be fat and ugly. Yeah. If you make fun of us, we're gonna take it out on your moms. Yeah. And if you don't have a mom, good. Good. Yeah. You want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do a podcast. Okie dokie, we did a movie. Okay, man, you ready to fucking talk about this movie, essay? Not, not like that, essay. Ready SA. to fucking talk about this fucking movie, man? I'm ready to talk about it like uh, my, my stale-ass white opinion. We watched a fucking movie.
yesterday, me. The hottest movie to hit theaters. It's called Hot Chip. It's Hot Chip. Hot Chip, starring a guy from Allstate and nobody else famous. Where are my notes? I got my notes right here. I totally forgot about my notes. I got my notes. I got my notes right here. I have a lot to say about this movie. I took a lot of notes. Um, what movie did we do, Chuckery? We did a movie called Flamin' Hot. Flamin' Hot. It's a biopic about the guy who invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos. The the most important thing I learned about this movie is that there's a Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew flavor. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? Dude, I was like, these are all the things that came out of Flamin' Hot. And it was like soda. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? Was that real? Maybe. You a method actor? I've gone method. Um, yeah, this movie was... It sucked. I, uh, you know what it was? It's not even that it sucked. It was just boring. It was a boring flick. It held my attention just enough. It was like teetering. Right. I was like... Uh, well, uh, I guess we should do a plot summary. <laughs> All right, folks, here's this week's plot summary with Keegan. All right, so we got, uh, 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 what was his name? Richard Menez? Mark? Martin Yez? No. It wasn't Martinez. It was like Martinez. It was Richard. Actually, I do have it written down. Montagnes. Yeah, Montagnes. Not Montagnes. Montagnes. It was Richard Montagnes. He's a a nice Mexican fellow living in, I don't know where. He made that abundantly clear. (laughs) He, uh, he's... (coughs) All right, nice Mexican fellow, our buddy Richard. He's um, grown up on a farm. Then he went and he joined a gang. Pushed drugs, had a girlfriend, nobody liked him in high school, I don't know. Uh, he got bullied by white people, exclusively white people. Yep. There's one fat white kid who looked like... Uh, fat fuck. <laughs> looked like uh, Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons. Um, so he grows up, joins a gang, steals a record player, um, is jacked as fuck <laughs> the entire movie. And then eventually his wife is like, hey, uh, dummy, go find a real job. So he goes around. It's 1966, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and he's got, he goes around. He starts giving people his resume. And it's apparently very hard to get a job wherever he lives. Yeah. It's so he, hard. Like, a yeah. rude, like people are like turning him down for like laundromat jobs. Like, yeah. It's getting turned down for like, like landscapers and shit. He's yeah. Like, they're like, he's, nah. like he's like, I'll work for next to nothing. I'll clean all the tools. I'll do everything. I'll work overtime. They're like, no, no, I don't. Why want. would you not want that guy? He's like, I would literally do anything for money. And they're like, nah, <laughs> nah. you don't look like you got initiative. So he goes back to his old gang. <laughs> he goes back to his old gang to, you know, rejoin the life and start pushing drugs again. And then the leader of the gang is like, nah, fool. Come work for Frito-Lay. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> hey, man, I heard you got a job working at Frito-Lay. They got benefits. That's and then... um, I, <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm sorry. That I, ha- I have to stop really quick and talk about that scene. 
Because he goes up to the guy and he's like, hey, man, I want to start pushing drugs again. And then the guy's like, nah, dude, you've got kids now. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, well, can I get a job with you at Frito-Lay? And the guy puts him in a headlock. And he's like, what are you stupid? He's like, you just told him. Whose side are you yeah. on? He puts him in a headlock. He's like, what, 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 what? you think you could just work at fucking Frito-Lay? Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, he pretty much says no. It's like, but dude, you just, what do you mean? And he's like, no, there's no way you could work at Frito-Lay. And he's like, why not? And he's like, oh, you're right. Okay. I'll, and he's like, just put in a good word for me. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah. And then he does. And it's like, what? What was that all for? Like, what? Why? What was the point? You think you can fucking mop the floors at Dude, fucking Frito-Lay? You think you can fucking do that, that man? That was the funny part. I don't know why he put him in a headlock. <laughs> He's like, what are you fucking stupid ass, eh? Yeah. Like, what? And he wasn't, like, joking, like, haha, like, yeah, all right. He was serious. I, I don't get it. That scene made me so confused. So, anyway... So he does, he goes, he gets an application for Frito-Lay, and it is still so difficult. And then the guy's like, uh, he goes to do an interview, and he lies about going graduating from high school. Oh, to, they, they lured Matt Walsh into the fucking movie. <laughs> well, so then he's like, oh, you went to this high school? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I went to that high school. And he goes, uh-oh. Yeah. And then he goes, that principal's a real dick. He goes, yeah, fuck that guy. He goes, guy, that principal was a woman. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah, you lied. You idiot. And then he goes, no, listen, dude, I can, you know, I can work. I'm all right. And he goes, all right, it's just a janitor job. It's like, but you were about to fucking tell him no, because yeah. he lied on his res. This movie. Yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of um, their own argue. It was a lot of collapsing on it. I, I don't understand. So he goes, all right, whatever. It's just a janitor job. And then he shows interest in becoming an yeah, engineer. engineer. And then ten years go by. Uh, Frito Lay is not doing great. They're they're uh, running out of money. The layoffs. Um, so the 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 plant's gonna close. People got a lot of people got fired. And then he eventually comes up with this great idea. Let's make Cheetos uh, spicy because Mexicans don't want to buy them. And then uh, he does it. He he manages to sell his chips. His chip spice to the CEO of yeah. Frito Lay, Monk, and uh, then for some reason they don't sell very well until him and a bunch of cholos go out in their low riders and uh, start bouncing their way, start throwing hot, hot, hot chips. At Mexican family. He's like, "You're good at slinging dope. Can you do fucking Fritos?" <laughs> and they're like, "Let's hey, fucking do it." Can I get your free labor real quick? Yeah. I say. And then uh, Frito-Lay or uh, Hot Cheetos swipe, sweep the nation and they make him the director of marketing of no, specifically the directing of of like um, what was a fuck what it was like uh, multicultural marketing. That's what yeah. it was. Um, which it, it was like, you know what the people want, which uh, that's he all that matters to me. I mean, he wasn't good at the marketing part, though. I don't know why he got that title. His marketing was, let's go get a bunch of ch- uh, Mexican gangsters. And, to sell chips. And and sell chips like they were drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible marketing plan. Anyway, uh, then... He for, just does it. That, then somehow, as a director, he makes, like, millions of dollars, and then he's tipping people at the ass and eating at, like, fancy restaurants. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers to a movie you already know what was going to happen. Yeah, you guys ever and heard like that? the beginning of the movie is like, I'm the guy who created Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It's okay. Like, okay. You know why I hate biopics? 
I hate movies that can be summed up by a Wikipedia article. Yeah, right. I, I really like everything I need to know about the movie is Googleable. Like it's not. I just don't. There's movies. I will say that I don't mind movies. I'm not a huge on biopics, but I don't mind movies that are like based on a true story. Like there's yeah, a movie it, called with Al Pacino that came out in '75 called Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's about these guys that go to do a simple, small bank robbery, and it goes fucking like you know within the hour, like every New York cop is outside of the bank, and it was like twelve hours of just fucking mayhem, and it was based on a true story, but like it was fucking good, and it's not such a famous story where it's like you know like. It's not like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I hated that movie. Yeah. The what? You didn't like the long music video? <laughs> yeah, the you mean the, the five hour and a video? half music video you mean movie? The 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 live aid concert refilmed. Yeah. Like it looks just like it. Yeah, because they have it yeah. right there. Yeah, because it already do it. it already exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's already on film. You could but, watch it on YouTube. But anyway, so yeah, I don't mind movies where it's like, you know, based on a true story. But yeah, when it's such a I know what you mean. It's not my it's not, based on true story. Movies aren't my cup of tea, but I can understand that you know real life has interesting stories. Yeah, it's biopics specifically. Like yeah. the whole story is about what happened. It's not like based on a true story. Like the Titanic is based on a true story, and it's got all weird shit. Yeah. In it. Not what, that I like what, the Titanic. What bothered me is right after Bohemian Rhapsody came out, they just threw Rocket Man, <laughs> the Elton John, right into production. I'm like, dude. Elton John, like, he just got, like, an Oscar the year before. I'm yeah. like, dude's still doing shit. Why well, are you doing this now? I wish, like, so, I think, <laughs> you haven't seen it, but um, Dave Bird, Little Dicky, has his show on Hulu, Dave. And it's hilarious, and it's it's fantastic. And it's loosely based on his real story, his real rise to fame which is hilarious cuz he's a Jewish guy from Philadelphia who blew into the rap game yeah. and is actually a very talented rapper yeah, but it's like the odds of that happening yeah but so he uses his story to inspire his show and even though the show is pretty much a one to one of what happened is there's still a lot of like you know creative liberties taken that's how I wish biopics were. I, I wish it was just like, here's what happened, but we're going to like make it, make it fun, like make yeah. it interesting. I really hate when it's just, this is what happened in movie form. Yeah. Eh? Like it's, it's, it's kind of like, like when they, when I know we've talked about it a lot, I'm not going to harp on this too much. When, when Disney's doing these like remakes. Yeah. Here's it, the it's, same it's, thing. It's like, here, in this yeah, way. here's the same thing. Different. It's like, I just, I, again, it's just not for me. You know, I like new. I don't mind taking an idea that's been done and putting a spin on it. I mean, we did Renfield a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was like a an interesting comical take on Dracula. Right. Uh, you know, dra- right. there's been countless Dracula movies, but that was they made it interesting. They, they said incorporated yeah. original Dracula shit. They just recreated with Nick Cage, yeah. which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Did I you know I'm Dracula? I can't get over that they recreated Dracula scenes with Nick Cage's stupid face. He did fucking great, though. Anyway, I, I th- this movie was already at a disadvantage because I don't like biopics. But I was like, how? This is I, I said to Nikki uh, right before 
we turned it on. I was like, this is either going to be so boring it hurts or the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just wish it was funnier. You made a movie about hot chip. Yeah. Hey, I don't know why they didn't just like lean into like absurd comedy. That would have been so yeah. funny. I know. What was that movie that they actually did that? They, it was, was like, it would, what? So there's, I think there's a bunch. Yeah, it was like based on a true story, but they just made it totally outlandish and like dumb. Um, I, you know what? I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Um, or like it was true. Oh, uh, I think the Weird Al movie did that. I didn't see it. I really wanted to. I've totally fro- forgot about it. The Weird Al biopic. Yeah, did that come out on a streaming service? Because I didn't I don't hear know. anything I, about it in movies. I was kind of intrigued. I, I can look it up, but I, that oh, so. Fuck it. Somebody told, like, it was, I think it, it might still be in development. Um, Not Weird Al Height, you fucking Google. No, it came out. And it's a it's a parody of biopics, which is Weird Al all over it. Yeah, right. Um, But I, I, I know there's a, I know um, Wakiki Watiti has a hilarious um, mockumentary. It's like a, it's like um. It's what we do in the dark. Have you heard of it? It's what like we do a, in the shadows. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, uh, where it's um, like a reality show, but with vampires. Yeah. fucking genius. It is hilarious. Um, I need to watch more of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's well, let's let's dive into this because I, I, I still got my notes right here. Check out these notes. Um. Ice cream. I, dude, oh, I don't have cash on me. They <laughs> need to start fuck? taking cards. Get you're a li- chip you're living in the past, Mister Softy. Yeah. I fucked up my camera. Um. All right. First of all, let's. I'm. I'm gonna start from the top. What was with the Mex- Mexicanized version of the 20th century? Can theme? you look at that circled note? My first note. Yeah. Read that out loud. Fox Searchlight Spanish intro. Yep. Okay, also, do you know anything about this? I know Searchlight and 20th Century are the same company. Yeah. But why did they... Why, why did they choose to I put Searchlight on this one? I don't know. It was the 20th Century intro, but then it just said Searchlight. It confused the fuck out of me. I know yeah. they're the same company, yeah. but like... I don't, I don't know. Is it because it took place in the 60s? It's like... But yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, the intro, the in, the 20th century intro gets um, hijacked by a mariachi band. Yeah, basically. Hey, man, that fucking 20th century sounds pretty fucking good, man. It was funny. You know what? It was funny because I went, this is either going to be fucking hilarious or so boring. And then that was the first thing. Yep. The first it made me laugh. And I was just like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> but that made me interested. I'm like, maybe this will be really absurd. It wasn't. No, unfortunately. Um, And then my following note is open with narration, just like we like it. I wish, I wish it just opened with narration, but it was the whole thing was narrated. Yep. I wanted to fucking shoot myself. Again, I I never thought I could hate something more than opening narration, but it turns out it's whole movie. uh, Beginning, middle, and end narration. Please help me. I mean, the most famous movies of all time with narration, I mean, when I think about it, I know we've talked about them before, is Goodfellas and Shawshank Redemption. But the narration in those makes sense. 
And also, there's an irony to the narration in Goodfellas. It opens up with them driving. They pop the trunk. Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, and De Niro are standing over the trunk. Joe Pesci stabs the shit out of Billy Bats in the trunk. Goes, slices him the fuck up. Ray Liotta shuts the trunk and goes, as far back as I can remember, <laughs> I always wanted to be a gangster. And you're like, what? fucking really? Why? Like, And then he tells the story. Yeah, isn't he also telling the story to cops? Yeah, basically. Like, in the end, he's, like, in court. That's fine. So I, it was his whole, it came full circle, you know, and, like, and I don't mind that. And I really don't mind narration if it's good, but I just hate, after, like, with most movies, it's, like, a scene happens, and then the narration comes in. And then after that, I just had to do this. I, and then I, it's so him doing that. And it's I've, like, I've never been able to quite pinpoint why I hate narration so much. So while it was happening throughout this movie, I really, like, devoted some mental space to, like, really think about it. And other than the fact that I just find it annoying and I don't, I don't super appreciate when movies break the fourth wall, um, I think it's weird um sometimes it's okay I, I just i don't know i think it's weird um and only movies i don't mind like i think it's cool in plays when they break the fourth wall because you're standing right there yeah. in front of a guy and he's talking to you um books it's weird uh, movies it's weird video games it's weird anything that is like a screen is weird to me like we're like there's a literal fourth wall that's weird to me yeah but I think with this narration, and I think all narration, it just it really embod it. Like it embodies the show don't tell rule. Yeah, where they're literally and, just and straight they're, up they're, telling you. You have to like. There's no other way to narrate without just saying what's happening, and you don't need to do that when I'm watching it happen. Yeah, this movie, and I think narration in general, that's all it was. It was him describing what was happening. And it's like, I just want to watch it happen. Can you please just let yeah, me like watch it Yeah, like if you're narrating happen? with like information, like again, obviously I have to go back to Goodfellas. It's like they're all in prison, but they're all eating like great food. And then Henry Hill's narrating and he goes, yeah, you know, prison was different for wise guys because, you know, this, this and that. And it's like, oh, okay. He wasn't just like, we were in prison eating spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> he was saying why it was different. He was filling you in with information that you yeah. might not know. And that's fine. But again, when it's just pointless narration, it's like I I can follow a story without you just coming in every ten minutes saying dumb shit. It feels super spoon fed, and yeah. I, I just I don't know. Maybe like, I don't like being spoon fed shit. Here comes a train or airplane. With this, it like I I I I noted some things that it was literally telling you that you could just visibly see on on the screen. He was like, oh, I grew up on a farm, and there he is on a farm. I was like, okay, I didn't, you didn't need to say that. Uh, he goes, I started from the bottom. It's like, uh, okay, that I, I, I could imply that from the farm. Yeah. He goes, uh, I, he literally out loud said, I was a child. <laughs> it's like, yes, I can see that you are not a full-grown adult yet. Um, he was, he was, he, in, and when he was in school, he became like a burrito hustler. Yeah. And it was like slinging burritos to all the white kids. Yeah. I said burrito drug dealer. Yeah. But it's notes. like, it, it, like he could have just, you could have just showed that. Like I can see it yeah. happening. I can infer things. 
but I think it's because it was a biopic that's heavily to do with it because yeah, it's, it's like it's awesome. I'll tell you this story about <clears throat> about me. It's also based on his uh, autobiography. Yeah. So it's um, I'm guessing the narration is like taken directly from that. But that's the beauty of turning a book into a movie. Yeah. You don't have to do the things the book did because you now have a visual medium. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sit there and have a character explain the things I'm seeing because I can see it. Yeah. In a book, you have to go, I was a child. I I was on a farm because I can't see that through your words. Yeah. I mean, aside from the narration. I, no, I'll go all day about this. Don't you fucking stop me. Um, He's sitting as a kid, you know, and he's like, and then I met this girl, Judy. And she like sits next to him and she has a bruise on her arm and they're both like 10. He goes, she was just like me. Cause I guess they both got beaten as kids and then they wind up getting married. Classic. <laughs> they wind up getting married. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't, I tried, I said, um, I said white racist characters. I tallied six. Uh, even some off-screen. Now let's be careful with this because we're too, I know we're I know. two dopey white guys. I know, but, but no, I, I I'm I'm agreeing with you. Um, there's a scene though, real quick, when he calls the office and he's like, "This is Richard Montanez. I, I want to speak to the CEO." She goes, "What country are you calling from?" <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ! I, Just because he's fucking Mexican, you're like. Where are you? Are you in Mexico? Where are you calling? Are you? Um, I'm like, oh my god, this is like, it's like that fucking you people movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it. It, it, it remind. So, I, I, I don't. There's some people in the world. There's some people in the world, and they they see that there's like. Like people of color in their movies, and they're like, "This is woke propaganda." <laughs> yeah. Those people are idiots. But on the on the opposite end of the coin, there's some people that write movies, and they're like, "We're gonna load this bitch up to the rim with racist shit." I, I just hate how it's always the white guy that's evil. <laughs> well, so um, even when the kid was getting bullied in school, the white kid goes up to him, eating a bean burrito for a beaner. I'm like, no, he goes. Because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> he goes, beans for a beaner, and slaps it out of his hand in the most comical, comically satisfying way. It was like a whap. It was like a karate chop. He was like, beans for a beaner. <laughs> the kid's just like, dude, I fucking killed over laughing. I was like, I wish I didn't find that funny. But no, so like, what I mean is like, I, I don't mind when a plot element of the movie is there's racists. Yeah, Racism is real. People it's are racist. Everywhere. And you can make movies about it, and you can yeah. make that part of your movie. But there's a certain point where you go, okay, that's enough. Like, <laughs> like it, 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 this movie, like, rocketed out of the, the tasteful message part and blasted straight into comedy. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Bill Burr's bit where he's talking about white guilt movies yeah and he's like i'm just sick he's like at first he's like first of, for the first couple i cared i was like oh god i'm terrible he's like after like 60 of them i gotta tell you i don't give a fuck yeah. anymore they're like this is a movie about the first all black swim <laughs> team and the white guy comes out get out of the, get pool! Out of the pool he's like blocking the pool like really swimming it's a recreational activity yeah but yeah no it's it, this movie like it, it was too much racism and i understand that that's part of the story 
but it's like every single character he encounters is like of like cranked up to 90 racist person and like not even subtly like none of this movie had any subtlety to it but the racism especially like Um, just people just being like what's up beaner it's like yeah and then he (laughs) and then he like winds up selling his burritos in school and then he saves up like money to buy yeah really quick i love the little white kid who he's like well why don't you eat it and he's like oh god oh oh my god it's like dude burritos are delicious and then he like takes a bite he goes "Mm." he's like what it was like was it that bad was it that bad in the 60s did nobody know what burritos were yeah so they're so delicious so then he saves up money to buy his uh middle school crush some chocolate and he like goes to pay for it and the cashier was like where'd you get that money boy and he's like (laughs) It's just my money. And then there's like a cop behind him. Dude, it was like And the cop arrests the kid for trying to buy chocolate. And then the narration goes, that's what happens when you're fucking Mexican. It was like $6 in singles. Yeah. He had like $4 to buy chocolate. He was acting like he threw a briefcase on the counter with a million dollars in it and solid gold bars. He's like, where the hell did you get that, boy? He held, up, he held up like a bundle of like six bucks. He bought two Hershey bars. Yeah, he bought a Hershey bar in the cash. He was like, where'd you get that money? And the cop was like standing over him. And then it just cuts to him being handcuffed and put in a squad car. And he's like, that's what happens when you're fucking Mexican, man. There were also, there were also these oh, weird man. like... Like cutaway jokes. That's three white racist characters we talked about. I'm just keeping track. Um, there's these weird cutaway jokes that could have worked if they were done better. Yeah, it was that one in the store. Yeah. So immediately as that happens, I I wasn't listening because I was like so I was like laughing at the at the racist white cop, but um, I'm trying. It like cuts to like a black and white. Like sitcom Andy Griffith yeah, style. Yeah, it's it like, like I Love Lucy or something, yeah. where the, the cashier and the cop are like fawning over the kid. They're like, that kid's a good looking kid, and he's smart, too. And yeah. I, the cop gives him a $20 bill. Yeah. And it was it was that funny, like, absurd shit that I wanted out of this movie. Yeah, he's like, like, this like, is what I wanted to happen. It just missed the mark slightly. It yeah. was, like, not weird enough or not funny enough. I can't tell what I didn't like about it. And it only happens a couple times in the movie. Yeah. Um, but they were all like not enough. Like for me. some know, some weird. of that, I think ne- it needed to be a little more obviously executed better. But I think a little more consistent because yeah. they did it like twice, and it's kind of like what's the style of this movie? Yeah, because they, they did it again it was, later on when he like he parts the crowd and they're all like cheering for him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that was, was like, actually one of the times I kind of appreciated the narration because he goes. Yeah, he's like Judy says that I I like I exaggerate this part, but this is how it actually went. I was like, I wish there was more of that. That yeah. was actually kind of funny. Yeah, like that was kind of fun. I like that because he goes through this big ridiculous scene and yeah. and Monk is like kissing his feet, and then he's like, didn't actually happen that way. Yeah, like that's the kind of creative things you can do with narration that nobody ever does. Yeah, I just I'll throw you a bone, movie. I'll throw you a bone. Um, do we want it? I one of my notes is they CGI'd chips. <laughs> i'll be we honest. don't have to touch on that i wasn't i i was like but it, this that, is one of those movies where i i wasn't paying attention to the cinematography well, or you know let's talk about like one that. of the bigger parts here 
This was directed by actress Eva Longoria. You want to know my reason? Want to hear some funny things about the research I did? So Eva Longoria wrote was director and not not credited as one of the writers. Um, but other than this movie, she's only directed telenovas and soap operas. Telenovelas. Telenovelas. Um, she was on. Housewives or whatever, I think. Yeah, one of those shows. Uh, she was in a like actually acted in in a show. I can't remember. Yeah, well, I mean, she you know she's she's an actress. She was in something I've watched. What what was it? I should have wrote it down. I was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Huh. Um. Whatever. Now, now the writers, writers you got to hear about the writers. Well, can I say one thing? If we're on the topic we'll, of her, we'll directing? go back to her. I'm just saying the, right. the writers are. This is hilarious. You got to hear this. Yep. The two main writers. The guy's credited in the movie. What was it? Cracker McCracker Jack? Louis Kolick. Okay. And Linda Yvette Chavez. Louis Kolick has wrote October Sky, Ladder 49, Ladder 49, and Charlie St. Cloud. I really, I really liked October Sky. Yeah. He wrote those three movies. Linda Yvette Chavez? Fucking nothing. Not a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, because they what my when I saw that my conclusion was that they just wanted to tack on a Hispanic writer. Yeah, she has like short film credits. Yeah, and she has some like TV. It's probably credits. so people won't be like, "Why is there a white person writing <laughs> a movie about Mexico?" <laughs> Wait, sp- spell uh, Lewis real quick. Uh, L e w i s. Oh hell no. Oh, you hell you say. Wait, it's a Lewis and not Louis. Not Louis. Not Louis. That's racist. White that's, people can't. That's racist, I mean, Hollywood. but dude, here's the thing, man. It was so clearly written by Lewis Kolick. Dude, there's that part where they're praying in the post office, and the guy's like, can you move the line, please? She goes, he's praying. Pandejo. And it's like. <laughs> Somehow they made the Mexican character sound white. <laughs> I know, I because it was written by well, Mick Cracker Jack. Also, really quick, um, the on so not in the movie, but on IMDb, IMDb there is a third credit for writing. Yeah. It is Richard Montañez himself is credited as writing on IMDb. Um, his only other writing credit on IMDb is like Fox Four News. <laughs> <laughs> I write the fucking news like, now. I'm trying to make f- it spicy. I wrote some fucking news. I want to make the news Put spicy. on IMDb. And also, we're not trying to come off as racist by doing this accent. This is what he sounded yes, like in the fucking movie. He had this really, he had this funny, so his, his when he's narrating, his voice he's doing sounds exactly like my fuckboy voice. And it was throwing me off. The, I was Because I'm always like. You know, you're like, what's up, baby? What's going on, hey. baby? Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that, yeah, man. That with a with a cartoony Mexican accent is yeah. exactly what he sounded like. It's like, hey, man. Hey, we were I grew fucking, up in the streets, man. Hey, I was on I a grew up on a farm, farm man. We were picking grapes all day. It's like, why are you growly whispering yeah. in my ear? That's just how it was. That's how but I talk, homie. Back to Eva Longoria. I was trying to, I, I'll admit this, I was trying to find shitty directing issues, but then I realized there was nothing to direct in this movie. The whole <laughs> thing, was it was either at his house or in yeah. the factory. Not a lot of effort was required to direct this movie, and 
The shots were boring. They did a vertigo shot for some reason. Which oh, I, I made audibly, no sense. I audibly went ugh when a monk was, when monk gets out of his limo and it's like in his crotch. Yeah, the camera's like, like in his crotch, and that's a whole like if you film villains from the bottom up, they look more in charge. Yeah. It's like a psychological thing. Yeah. It didn't work because it looked like we were like an ant on the ground looking up at Monk's cock. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I you keep just calling him Monk. That's who he was. Yeah, I know. Well, um, well, what else would I call him? I don't know. I don't even know his fucking name. Anyway. Uh, vertigo shot. Tell me about it. Was yeah, that the vertigo shot? That, the vertigo shot was the one where he's they wheeled the TV in and he did that like video monk's video and it was like it was like hey and he was like imagining it but he's like richard i'm talking to you act like a ceo and it was the vertigo show oh you know what i i walked out of the room to go take a piss at this scene oh well that well yeah so obviously for those that don't know what a vertigo shot is uh it's when you're god it's when you're you got the camera on the fucking tracks and you're pulling back but you're also zooming in on you know the character at simultaneously and it gives you that kind of fucking woo yeah it gives I mean, like the most weird... famous example i think i mean yeah it was you know in the movie vertigo it's how it got its fucking name but what? jaws was you know the big one yeah um but yeah and now people have tried to use this shot a lot but they use it in moments where it doesn't make sense i mean it's supposed to fuck you up like in Jaws, he's like, you know, the sheriff is like, we need to close down the beach. And the mayor's like, this is my town and it's 4th of July weekend. What the hell? I'm not going to do that. We need money. So he's like, the sheriff is just, you know, he's sitting on the beach and he's like really uneasy about everything. And he's obviously directed by Spielberg is fucking one of his best movies and one of his first. So it's done so well. And like everyone's in the water playing around and you're just kind of waiting for it to go bad. And of course, they have the famous, you know, POV shot of the shark. And then this kid, fucking Alex, I think his name was, gets fucking, starts to get fucking attacked and no one sees it first, except for the fucking sheriff. And it does that vertigo shot because it's like, oh, fuck. I was right. Yeah. And it's like, and that's how you feel. You're like, like everything leaves your body. You're like, uh, how is this going to... It kind of upsets my stomach whenever I see it. I'm just yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and when they do it where it's like, hey, Richard, start thinking like a CEO. And then it's like vertigo shot. Yeah. Spicy chips, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like spicy chips. God damn it. So, yeah, I wasn't really big on that. Um, yeah, I just, you know, again, but there was no real direction needed. This movie would have been fine without a director. I'll say I didn't notice any glaring mistakes, but I will say her inexperience did shine. It, like yeah, her. it showed it was very basic, yeah. very uninteresting, very flat. Uh, it, it, it because honestly, I don't even blame her. It's the concept. Yeah, you know what? You it's know what? The concept of the movie. You know what uh, is like a telltale sign of an amateur director. If you're ever watching a movie and it feels like they're going down a checklist of shots to get, that's that's like a yeah. huge sign. If there's no like rhyme or reason to a shot, it's probably just because I learned this in film school and now I'm going to apply it. It's very like, okay, why though? Like the vertigo shot's a great example because 
it didn't need to happen. There's no, yeah. there's a reason to do it. And if there is, if it's happening for no reason, it's just because it's like, okay, we, we got a vertigo shot. I want to do a, a one or two. I want to do a crane and I want to do a sweeping drone. And I, it's like, okay, you're just going down the list yeah. of interesting shots. Yeah, I mean, it was also thinking about how or why you could apply them. It was also basic triangle footage. Now, yeah. you know, triangle footage is like, you get your wide shot, which is one side. You know, you get your your wide shot of both characters. You run through the whole scene, and then you get over the shoulders of each character for their conversation. And because there wasn't a lot happening, yeah, it was just a lot of this guy talking to either his boss or his wife and whatever. So it was just basic coverage. I think, the- and it was boring. It was a little boring. But again, I don't even blame the director because it was a boring story. It's not. It, this was not needed. Yeah, that's why, that's why, that's another reason why I can't get behind biopics. It's like, because it's just real life. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, you can't get like a, I don't know, like an MCU Iron Man flying up into the, into space shot. Cause that, that's not going to happen with the hot chip guy. Yeah. Hot chip guy's not going to do anything interesting. He just does hot chip. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, we don't have to touch on this too much. Uh, I don't know the guy's fucking name, but he's the Allstate guy. Uh, he was in the movie as one of the supporting characters. Uh, Kept trying to sell insurance. It was yeah. kind of weird. He was like, get Allstate. And it said, the guy was like, what the fuck? I want to sell. How can I get them to take me seriously? Have you tried getting Allstate? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, he did a great job, though. For what he had to work with, he would, he did a good job. He was a pretty basic character. Yeah, but Just I mean. Occasionally got angry. People were touching his machines. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also, yeah, he so Allstate kind of takes Richard Montagnier's under his wing and starts teaching him about engineering. And, you know, Richard's like narrating the whole thing. He's like, and I worked my way up to learning about engineering and I was taking notes and I would get there early and I would leave late. Yet there's no correlation to him inventing spicy chips with this. They, they spent so much time of him working his way up the ranks of a job he didn't have. <laughs> for for no reason he was still the, he was a janitor and he remained a janitor the whole movie yet it it was so much time was him learning about the engineering side of everything from the Allstate guy which applied nothing for the story it was unnecessary and it was all filler because this is not an interesting movie concept yeah, they could have done something where, like, maybe he hijacked the machines because he knows how all they work. Yeah, and he, like, did something on his own, and at but first, it, you know... But, but at the end, he just convinces the factory to make the chips. So he still has the factory people making the yeah, chips. Just, and then he completely circumvents that that, that rank. He, he goes straight to the top. Yeah. I think there's two things. First of all, the... I know that there was, like, a time and place where, like, every workplace was like this, but... I, f- I felt it was kind of ridiculous that a chip factory was so cutthroat. Yeah. And there was such, like, they spent so much time establishing, like, a hierarchy and, like, oh, these people can't fuck with these people. We're at the bottom. Yeah, it showed, like, the, the higher-ups, like, looking down from, like, the big bay window, looking, like, down at the factory with, like, their clipboards, like, hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, it's a fucking chip factory. Give me a fucking break, all right? I, I, this isn't Wall Street. It kind of gave me a little bit of insight into why all the old guys at my job are always so fucking bitchy and so angry because they get so butthurt over nothing and it's like oh because this was the environment you grew up in it's it's stupid like that's a stupid thing but like 
They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, you, you're a janitor. You can't talk to the people working the factor, the factory machines. It's like, why? Yeah, they're practically the same rank. Um, I want to say that uh, the, I mean, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Uh, I just I want to touch on this. Uh, his wife was just awful. Uh, for the whole movie, I kept calling her a porn actress because there's a scene where he's like sitting on the couch and I guess it's like 2 a.m. And his wife walks into the room like hair done, full makeup. She's just wearing like booty shorts. She goes, baby, what are you doing up? And I'm like, are they going to fuck right now on the couch? Like, And it's like she didn't – and I'm not trying to be so nitpicky, but it's like she didn't look like she was – asleep she didn't look like it looks like she it literally felt like she was waiting like right behind the camera and the cinematographer like waved around he's like and then she like walks into frame baby when i hated her character um i hate that when uh he's going to try to make the spice for the chips like at home like experimenting with the kids and stuff he goes baby get me a bowl she goes you want me to get you a bowl Baby, how is this going to pay rent? I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, one, that's a dumb thing to say. Two, why are you discussing your finances while your children are sitting right there? I think that's weird as a parent to do. Uh, And three, the next scene was a montage of them buying so much shit. Dude, clearing out They bought so much shit. So again, the collapsing, everything that was said just wound up collapsing through the actions. And yeah, she goes from like completely unsupportive to completely supportive, and it's like you yeah. get whiplash from it. You're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then like, and it took no convincing at all. So they wind up doing like a family dinner, and the guy's dad comes, and he was always a hard ass on him. You know, he like beat him as a kid, and then he was like, "You got to do something with your life." Blah blah blah. So they wind up having him over for dinner, and then the dad winds up like shitting on his kid. You know, he's like, "You're nothing." Literally, he, t- he comes in and he takes a shit yeah. right on his child. Yeah. So then Richard's like, you know what, dad? You can just get out of here. And then they go to like fight and the wife comes in and she says, <clears throat> she says, stop it. Just stop it. And she like breaks them up and she like looks at Richard. She goes, it's okay. And then she looks up at Richard's dad and goes, you listen to me. He may not be educated, but he's the smartest man I know. The fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I, I get the it, fuck out of here. It felt like her character. Om- and his next line was narration. He's like, "I like beans and rice and chalupas." Like, the fuck are you talking about? It, it felt like her character only existed because he had a wife, and they wanted to avoid the critique that most movies get, where it's like, "Why'd you have a woman character and not give her any lines?" It's yeah. like, okay, but that's because she's not a character. She's not a. Su- she's a supporting character. Yeah. She's the main character's wife. Yeah. And that's why she doesn't get lines. You can't, once you start manufacturing lines for supporting characters, that's when they start overstepping their role. Yeah. And it becomes nothing. I mean, they even, um, there was a big thing with that, with, um, I think I told you about this with, with Tarantino and, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Margot Robbie played Sharon Tate. I was going to say Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Both times. Yeah. So Margot Robbie in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood played Sharon Tate. And there wasn't a lot. Because you knew what was 
supposed to happen to her because Sharon Tate got killed by the Manson family. Because it's a real story. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, a good parallel. You know, knowing Tarantino's spin on history, you know, he he alters a lot of shit. But Tarantino anyway, managed to get Australian slave owners into the Wild West. All right, he can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's literally altered verses of the Bible. Like he's just. You're telling me Ezekiel is in a real he, Bible verse? Yeah, he got Hitler shot up by a machine gun. <laughs> like I just love how he toys with that idea. But because that's what that's how you incorporate history into movies. You you rewrite it. Yeah. Why would I want to know the exact thing yeah. that happened? But anyway, they're doing a press tour and there's a video of this and this woman goes, oh, I have a question for Quentin. And, like you know, the whole cast was there. DiCaprio, Pitt. She goes, you know, Margot Robbie is an A-list actress, very popular. And I'm just wondering why she wasn't credited with more lines in the movie. And Tarantino just looks at her and goes. I reject your question. <laughs> and then Margot Robbie's like, okay, relax. And she like steps in. She goes, look, you know, this character, I thought that through the actions of this movie that you understood her story without having to speak everything, which is again, Tarantino doing show. Don't tell how you write he's not, a movie. Yeah. He's not <laughs> vomiting up all this excess dialogue for no reason. It's not just, just announcing things that are happening. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, you know, you're talking about one of the greatest screenwriters in Hollywood, but, but again, it's like, I, I forget what point I was trying to make. Oh, it's yeah. When these characters have this pointless dialogue, she didn't need a whole lot to say to understand her story. Mm-hmm. And she still had a, a pretty vital role. Yeah. They kind of, they, they were going for like behind every great man is a great woman, but she just came off as like naggy and yeah. like, she was like, pray to the candles. Yeah, she like she'll like light a candle. Pray, bitch. It seemed like ninety percent of the time she was unnecessary, and then ten percent of the time she was almost mandatory. Yeah, because she ends up making the spice mix kind of like maybe because he did it and he bought all the chilies and stuff. But but I just hate how like their test audience was just his son, and he was like, <laughs> wow, 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 hot, hot, hot. He's like, was that a good hot or a bad hot essay? He's like, it was a good hot. And they were like, we did it. It's like, how do you know that? He's fucking six. How do you know that you just accomplished oh. greatness? Also, I don't know what happened in this movie, but did you notice that there's the, there's the 10 year time jump, right? The, the, the younger brother was alive at that point in the movie. And then it does a 10-year time jump. And he's the and same he's still four actor. years old. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I know. happened? Yeah. It, and then it, I looked it up. At No, at the end of the movie, they show the picture of the real family. And there's a third brother. What the fuck? He got shafted. Where the fuck was his yeah, character? Yeah, where did he? <laughs> I don't know if he, like, he was the actual oldest and, like, he just fucked off. I, it yeah, was so confusing. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know why they incorporated the son actors and then completely botch it. Yeah, it was fucking, you know what it was? It was fucking stupid. It was very amateur. It goes back to Evil and Wario. Yeah, yeah. because here's the thing. Because as a director, you're not just, you're not just going down the shot list. You're not just saying, hey, we need this, 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 and this. There's so much more behind just getting the shots. I mean, you look at any great director. I mean, you look at, you know... I mean, I just hate picking the the greats, the basics. I mean, I was talking Goodfellas before. Might as well do it again. When Scorsese sets up a scene, 
there's so much there. There's so much of everything everywhere. He gets involved with the the culture so well. Like, you know, there's that scene where, you know, after they kill bats, they go to Joe Pesci's mom's house and she sets him up with all this food because and it's like 3 a.m. She's like, I'll make you lasagna or whatever, because that's that's how they are. That's how old school Italians are. And then in this, all they did was show Richard Montagnese looking around the park and there's a bunch of cholos just dousing everything in hot sauce. He's like, light bulb. But it's also, like, that's what it took. Yeah. Like, do you not like spicy food, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like, it just like was such a waste. And it's like, but again, it was Scorsese also of, directing. He knows to capture all of that properly. It was, there also, was nothing captured in this. It was also a lot of him just announcing that Mexicans were proud people. Yeah. Like, like a lot of it was just kind of like, yeah, we're Mexicans. Yeah, you know, like we're, the, we're family. The cool part to me was he's the lead of the janitor staff and he like breaks into like one of the offices. Well, not breaks in. He goes to clean it, but he like goes in the desk drawer and like finds a CEO's phone number and like takes it upon himself to, you know, write it down and make a call. And then when he gets in touch with the CEO, he's like, this is so-and-so. I forget his name. And then he goes, how can I help Rico. you? Yeah. He goes, how can I help you, Richard? And he just sits down. And he goes, listen, I'm Mexican. <laughs> and it's like. I did. The, so yep. I, yep. You are. The only time I, I, I liked it was when he was trying to push the phony like speech act. And then he would just stop. And like he did what Monk did. And he goes, there's a scene where Monk goes to record his like announcement to the factories that like, we're not doing too hot. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm just going to talk from the heart. I don't need a fucking script. Yeah. And then there was a parallel where Richard would write a script to present his hot Cheetos. And then he would just throw it away halfway through and be like, listen, yeah, like I'm down here in the trenches. Yeah. Man. And I, I did like that parallel and I like how, and, uh, Enrico, the CEO, that's why he invested in that. Cause you know, he saw a truth there. Saw himself in it. Yeah, he yeah he saw himself. He was probably the best character, and he, yeah. he didn't spend too much time on screen. But. Yeah, I really just hate though how it's like the dialogue was just atrocious though. Like you know they watch his speech, and then like the right hand man of the CEO is like, "We're not really doing this." Yeah, right. the, the cartoony evil guys really yeah. took me out of it. Yeah, the guy with the comb over. Yeah, he was <laughs> the worst. I did like how Richard would do this thing though, where he would tell you what happened, and he would be voicing all of the characters. Okay, no, 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 no. You can't like that. You can't Why? like that. Because that's Ant-Man's bit. They bit Ant-Man's bit. Remember Ant-Man has, what's his name? Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena. He does that exact same thing twice. Oh, yeah. And that's, they, they bit Ant-Man's bit. And you know how I feel about Marvel, but I'm not going to sit here and 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 credit and is due where it is due. I hate bit biters. Yeah. Bit biters can all go burn in a hole. There's that's Ant Man's bit. Yeah, yeah. You took it. You just took it. You, Maybe that's why I liked it. Yeah, it, and you know what? It was Ant Man's bit worse. <laughs> yeah, because Michael Pena is at least charismatically funny. Like yeah. he can sound funny, and he was funny in that because he's like he's like rushing through the story. He's like, and then this happened, and then they did this, and then this. This one, he's just like sleepy. He's like, and then he was all like, "What's up, Issa?" And he was all like, "Caprone." And then yeah. I was like, "I just, I didn't like, me. I didn't like the first one that he did it. It was the second one where they were getting mad, and Enrico grabs like a <laughs> golf club or like a phone cord. He's like, and you want us to fuck you up, man? 
And then they're all like getting ready to beat the shit out of this guy and it freeze frames. He's like, nah, that shit didn't happen. Like it got me, I, you know, but I liked it because of Monk's like physical acting. Yeah. He like grabs he, the he, golf club. He's like, yeah, he was. And then, and, and just watching Monk like talk like a cholo yeah. was funny. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so but that was Ant-Man's bit and I'm not going to sit here and tolerate bit yeah. biting. Did you hate as much as I did? You hate the phony dramatic climax in the middle of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? So in the middle of the movie, it's right after he calls the CEO Frito Lay, and he's like, "Can I just send you a box to like for you to try?" And the CEO's like, "I'd love that." So he sends him a box. Oh God! This. He sends him a box, and he gets the box, and he eats the whole bag of Cheetos. He's like, "That's delicious." He calls Richard back, and he's like, "He's like, I definitely want, I like, I definitely want to push this through." You know, he wants to sell the hot Cheetos, and then right after that. There's this like phony manufactured climax where it's like he starts second guessing himself and there's like the movie starts pretending like the CEO didn't just agree to it. Yeah. And it's like I, I it, it took me out of it because I was like, what what is happening? Like he already got the CEO of Frito-Lay to agree with him. Like what more does yeah, he have to and do? He was like at home and he's like, I don't think I can it was do like this. it was like he got to the top of the mountain. That is the climax. And then they dumped another 30 feet on it. It's yeah. like. It's what like are you he. Doing it's like you he already got to the top. Yeah, it's like he, he climbed Mount Everest, had a flag ready to like stick it in the bot in the mountain, and he just went. I can't. I just yeah. Can't that was do like, it. it. was like it's like why he, he, he verbatim he goes he goes um he's like I have to I have to stop Enrico from the Enrico was like I want to come to the plant so you can like pitch this to me properly, which was kind of stupid because he already had a bag of the stuff, but um then he goes. He's like, oh, I got to stop him from coming to the plant. It's like, why? Yeah. What do you mean, what? And then the fucking manager is acting like he's going to come. Like, he's like, yeah, oh, he, he made can't. it seem like he was going to fire. He goes, he can't come to the plant because he's going to shut us down. It's like, why? He's there for, to look at the chip. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? He's it's literally like, like I want Yeah, he this. was like, thanks a lot, Richard, because he's going to come here and realize he doesn't even need us. It's like, what? He's like, running he's, this whole warehouse. He I, knows what's going on. Am I supposed to believe that this character is that dumb? Fucking yeah. Lonnie. I hate that character. Yeah. There was one funny part where he's like, do you want to see how the, the chips are made? And the CEO is like, with all due respect, I know how the fucking chips are made. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I do like when, when Lonnie gets into the car, though, the Cholo's car. Oh, he's like, wow. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He had the good scene, too, where he hands Richard the clipboard and he takes the box. He's like, you take this. Yeah. Which was a, a little on the nose. The whole movie was on the nose. Yeah, so, but that was like a little cringy. like, like the white um, guy is but, submitting to the yeah. brown guy. I get it, but uh, yeah, yeah. it was a little well, that, weird. That's a quote from the movie. We were brown, man. They always want to get rid of the brown. When we left school, we didn't leave with no candy bars, man. We left with nothing. It's like okay. Um. Uh, yeah, this movie was it was yeah. it was all super on the nose. There was one scene too where, um. He, he goes, uh, she's like, she's the, the, the wife character's like, you're not your father. It's like, oh, fuck me. I get it. He doesn't like his dad. Like, I get it. Look what it did to my face. Literally just said what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, is there anything you liked about the movie? There was, I liked one scene. Yeah. Um, the scene where his dad is tying his tie. 
which is a very cliche scene. Yeah, but, but it was a little heartfelt. I like. I hate how his narration ruined it. When you've been in court as much as my dad, you learn how to tie a fucking tie. Yeah, so, I literally. I, like, I, can't we just enjoy this moment? His his the, his line where he says, um, "He's like, I regret that I didn't make you the man you are today, and I'll always regret that." That was a good line. Yeah. I don't know how they came up with that line yeah. looking at the rest of the movie. Yet the rest was fucking trash. Dude, did you sink all of your time into that one line? Yeah. Lewis, did you did you only you wrote that one line and then you're like you guys can handle the rest, right? Yeah. Come on, that's yeah. a fire line. You guys got it. I believe in you. Yeah, that was it was good. It was for what it was. It was good. It was it was shockingly good. Yeah. It was like a really good scene. And it stood out to me because it was such a bad movie overall. Yeah, that's what, yeah, you know. I think it's just because when I heard that line, I was kind of like, this movie's so fucking bad <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But it, it was a, it was a, it was a solid moment. Um, also, let's uh, really quickly, as we're closing out, let's just get the, uh, no one's going to see this part because nobody watches the whole episode except for you, Riley. Shout out you. Um, he, uh, I was about to say fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> I told Riley, you took up my whole thoughts. I'm just thinking of Riley now. You said before. Oh, we, we know close this out. movie is like a shitty Hulu Yeah. Straight to streaming movie. Like don't But come. you know, that bothers me that you even have to defend that. It's like cause it could have been a good Hulu. It could have been a good there was a good We movie just watched a movie. This is our review of the movie. I know, but people are gonna be like, "What did you expect?" Yeah, it's what did a- you expect about a guy who made hot chips? It's, it's like I don't know. Chip. They made the fucking movie. Don't ask me. I didn't I, make the oh fucking movie. God. That's why I hate when they're like, "Why are you critiquing this movie?" It's like because somebody decided to sink like fifty million dollars. Yeah, because someone it. fucking made it, and I watched it. And it's a podcast where we spo- fucking review shit. Am I just not supposed to like critique movies? Yeah. Are we just supposed well, to? Well, this like- goes back to our fucking movie good. Movie good. Happy. Everybody like happy. Movie good. I like that my hair has looked like that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> movie good. Peekaboo. Some people get so mad when people like critique critique movies. It's like, but that's how you get better movies. Yeah. Like, why are you not critiquing movies? Yeah. Why are you and like. You know what bothers me the most? It's like, I get, I don't know if it's because everyone's so fucking sensitive now. Why am I not allowed to say anything negative? No one can say anything fucking negative anymore. I'm not trying to trail off into a whole weird thing now, but like ser- last week. Yeah, but, but seriously though, it's whenever you don't like something, like, dude, this is it's not it's not going to go where you think it's going to go. Okay, but the new Little Mermaid. If movie, I hear Target, I'm turning this off. If a new <laughs> the new Little Mermaid movie, we all know that that you know the Little Mermaid in this new live action was uh, brown. Careful, Chuck. She was brown. Careful. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Wrote a really nice letter to her about how she did great, and mm-hmm. The Rock took his daughters to see it, and they all like praised her performance and made like a nice video for her and put it on Instagram. I'm sure, and it I'm was sure like, the actress killed it. Yeah, and it, you know, and it was really nice. And then in the, I'm comp- sure if I were a little black girl, I would have loved it. Ah, and then you, it's just a super specific demographic. Yeah, <laughs> and then. You see the comments, and one guy's like, wow, and you're not even going to praise everyone else who worked on the project? Like, why are you just focusing? There's, it's like, dude, you can't even say fucking thank you or good job anymore. You can't even say one yeah. nice thing a without man, hurting people. A black man thanking a black woman for being yeah. a black role model in a, in a black movie. Yeah. And you're upset that he's not like, and these guys. Uh, all right, folks, we have some technical issues. Are we back? We are back. 
Okay. I, uh, I don't know how much we lost. We might have lost some of your footage. All right. Well, no. either way, it really boils down to just you can't even say something nice about a particular thing without people getting mad, let alone just saying an overall bad thing. And then everyone comes out of the fucking woodwork and are meaner than ever. You know what? I think we all every everyone in the world needs to do the do this. Ready? We need to start ignoring the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> the Internet has given everyone a voice including really stupid people. Yeah. So everyone can share all of their opinions and have at least 10 people agree with them because there's a lot of stupid people out there that don't know what they're talking about, but there's no, there's no gatekeeping the internet. Anybody can leave a comment, like even if they don't know what they're talking. For example, I I'll give you this. Once I got really shit faced and I was on Instagram And it was something about uh, Avengers Endgame, how the Hulk, you know how he was green still? And he was like, I learned to control the good with the bad. And now I'm like this. Professor Hulk, I think they called him. Yeah, I I commented on an Instagram post. I was fucked up. I just went, man, I, I thought the Hulk was supposed to be angry when he was green. <laughs> and then I passed the fuck out. And I woke up at like, you know, fucking morning. I had like 60 notifications on my phone of people either saying, did you even read the comics or just telling me to kill myself? Because I said, I thought the Hulk was supposed to be angry when he's green. Yeah. And everyone just told me to die. I'm a human being and no one had a problem telling me to go die. I, we, I'm a person. Every psycho, every idiot, yeah. every single person that would normally be like some loser nobody <sighs> in some bumfuck town in Idaho. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Idaho. Fuck you, Idaho. They have a voice now and, and everybody like turns to look. And you know what doesn't help? A lot of like internet, like news media yeah. is, is they see like one person say something on Twitter and. And they take a screenshot of it, go to the like, go to like news12.com and they write like, everyone is talking about this. And it's like, it was three people, three people. Yeah. I remember I, it was like, I'm not going to go. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, We need to stop companies and people in general. You need to remember that the internet isn't real and the internet it doesn't represent the most popular opinions. Like more often than not, the general consensus is one thing and the internet just allows you to see every single opinion. And then they form these little tiny groups and they all agree. And then they all tweet at each other. And then, you know, news agencies see it and they're like we could that's something people might click on there's a guy being a dumbass on twitter people are gonna click on that let's take it let's run it run that story and then you get the people that have no fucking like internet literacy being like do you see this people are saying pedophilia is okay like nobody fucking said that yeah nobody fucking said that no one like like five pedophiles said that yeah five pedophiles that you're gonna trust five Five pedophiles it's not that bad if we let the gays get married they're gonna start fucking kids like no the pedophiles listen listen if the gays can get married why can't i fuck a kid in the ass (laughs) come on come on you're listening to that guy you're listening to that guy and going well, the gays want to fuck kids. 
It's one. It's yeah. but it's like no. It's just one. It's like well, you know what? If it's the one ga- little creepy pedophile. If the gays want to get married, why can't we fuck children? No, I'm not. Yeah, that guy. We all agree. Yeah, he's a psycho. Yeah. He's a fucking monster. Nobody is saying that guy's right. Yeah. And then you like make these broad assumptions and these broad decisions based on that. It's like don't fucking yeah, and don't. And then everyone please. just starts fighting. And that's the one reason why I don't enable any of the shitty comments we get on our pages because it's just redundant for yep. me to even. That's why I just say funny shit back, and well, then, like, and that's the other, it. There's so much we can say about these stupid comments. Yeah, but we but don't want to come off all whiny. That. Yeah, I don't care. It's like the the sh- let, let's ready, Kevin. Clip it and ship it. These the our fucking shorts never contain our whole opinion. Yeah. If you want to argue with us, go to the full video. Watch it. Watch at least at least watch the whole point. And not just the shitty joke we throw in at the end. Get get an idea of what our of what our opinion is, and then you can talk about it in the comments. Our good friend Riley, friend of the show, he leaves fantastic comments. I love Riley's comments. We yeah. we, we we didn't like two thousand one. He did, but he talked to us about and, it. And he, he said, he, you know, I like this movie. Gave an incredibly mature and intelligent response. Yeah, and we had a talk about it. And it's not like, you know, we don't hate each other because we have different opinions. It's like, okay, I can recognize your opinion. I don't share it. And we can move on with our days. Yeah. That's that's how adults talk about things. That's how adults talk about movies. Okay. If you made fun of my movie, my favorite movies, I wouldn't go, kill yourself. Kill yourself. You you fucking monster. You fucking kill yourself. It's like, so don't do that to me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, or I'm just going to make fun of you. Yeah. I, well, not, to sum this up, uh, I want to rate this movie. Um, I'm going to give it uh, a 3.5 out of 10. Okay. Incredibly specific. Well, you know, <laughs> that's just how I'm feeling. Three, right. three and a half. Um, I came up with my own rating system because I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. I don't rate movies. I'm going to go with either yuck or yum. This movie was a yuck. You heard it, folks. Yuck. Big yuck. Well, on on that note, I'm Charlie. (laughs) I'm Richard Manquez. Montañez. Oh. I'm the Allstate, man. This was another fucking episode of fucking degenerate movie reviews on the movie. Yeah, man. Hot chip coming to a theater near you. Just kidding. Why not? It's on fucking Hulu with the subscription. Fucking man. Hulu. Don't go to Hulu. Fucking You a, don't man. deserve your money. I have to pay them to do this. Don't Hell pay Hulu. Okay. You guys have a good day, man. See you in the TikTok comments, bitches. Bye.